Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ of St. Paul, located in Matamidi, Minnesota. We are a suburban congregation united in Christ and grounded in the values of diversity, solidarity, and witness. You can learn more about us by going to fccstpaul.org. Here is this week's sermon. Our texts for today come from 2 Corinthians 5, verses 6 to 17, and Mark, verses 4, 26 to 34. So we are always confident, even though we know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we do have confidence. And we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. For all of us must appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each may receive recompense for what has been done in the body, whether good or evil. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we try to persuade others. But we ourselves are well known to God, and I hope that we are also well known to your consciences. We are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you an opportunity to boast about us so that you may be able to answer those who boast in outward appearance and not in the heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ urges us on because we are convinced that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he has died for all, so that those who might live no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and was raised for them. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we no longer view him that way. So if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. And now from Mark. Then Jesus said, This is what God's kingdom is like. It's though someone scatters seed on the ground, then sleeps and wakes night and day. The seed sprouts and grows, but the farmer doesn't know how. The the earth produces crops all by itself. First the stalk, then the head, then the full head of grain. Whenever the crop is ready, the farmer goes out to cut the grain because it's harvest time. He continued, what's a good image for God's kingdom? What's a parable can I use to explain it? Consider a mustard seed. When scattered on the ground, it's the smallest of of all the seeds of the earth. But when it's planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all vegetable plants. It produces such large branches that the birds in the sky are able to nest in its shade. With many such parables, he continued to give them word as much as they were able to hear. He spoke to them only in parables, then explained everything to his disciples when he was alone with them. This is the word of God for all the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. So why do we go to church? Have you ever asked yourself that question? 
I mean, why do we get up on a Sunday morning? Why do we drive several miles to a church building, sit in a sanctuary, and hear someone like me talk? And why do we give money to support this congregation? Can't we just encounter God in other places, like the forest or the mountains? Can't we just give money to some charity? Isn't God everywhere? Why in the world should we give up our weekend just to go to some place when we could be doing something else? Those questions never seemed more relevant than they do now. For so many churches and other religious communities, and for us, especially from March of last year in 2020 until May of 2021, we didn't meet physically. We didn't go into this church building. We met over Zoom for the most part for worship. And the church services were always put together so that they could be watched. And I can tell you, I spent many a Saturday evening putting those services together. What was church like then for you? And does that, we were, were we church at that time? And what did it mean for us to gather as a church online? And even more basically, what is worship? Our arrival back to worshiping in person has left us with those beginning questions and more. Why does it matter for us to get up on a, on a Sunday morning and come here? Why can't we just watch it online? And frankly, what does church mean now? In the scripture today, Paul is is writing again to the church in Corinth, and he is trying to describe to them what it means to be community and what it means to live as followers of Jesus Christ. Paul is talking about the fact that to be a Christian in this world is to be in a place where there is decay and death, because of course, we are dying. That's the way of the world. There are things here that can keep us apart. And Paul talks about that reality that we live here where there are challenges. But he looks forward in hope to a glorious future. Now, my guess is Paul went through a lot of harrowing experiences in his life some that really made him think deeply about his own mortality. He knows that he's not gonna live forever, and he knows that his luck will run out. One day, he is going to die. But even in the face of darkening clouds, what is amazing is that he has the hope of heaven within him. And because of that hope of the glorious future, he is able to move forward. So I have to ask again, why does church matter? And in fact, why does this church matter? We aren't that many. 
we don't always have a huge amount of people watching us online. So does any of this really matter? Yes. The proposed vision statement that we have come out with for First Christian tells us that we gather, and the principal reason that we gather is to worship. But why? Why does it matter that Paul tells us that a gathered community comes together by faith and not by sight? Well, it's first important to understand what churches do. And the easiest way to say what churches do is by thinking of comic books, actually, Marvel's Avengers. What is the common saying that they say is Avengers assemble? That's what churches do. They assemble. It is what we do, whether we are three people or 3,000 people. The word for church in Greek is ekklesia, which means assembly. So the church gathers in faith and hope and love. They assemble, they come together. And Paul tells us that the church is given this future hope, this future hope in Christ. And that is what propels us to come together and it is what propels us to go out into the world. We also have this future hope when we see each other. Because when we are together, when we see each other here in this place, we know that we don't walk this journey alone, this spiritual journey alone. We know that we are part of something bigger than ourselves. It's not just about us. Coming together is very much like a family reunion. Last fall, uh, during this whole COVID outbreak and when we couldn't really get to see each other, one of my cousins decided to bring uh, the family on my dad's side together through Zoom. And it was wonderful to see um, an aunt of mine um, who is in her 90s. It was, a, it was able to see several cousins from all across the country, all gathered together. And of course, for me, it remembered that I wasn't just Dennis Sanders, but that I was part of the larger Sanders family. And it is the same with church. Church reminds us that we are family, that we are sisters and brothers in Christ. A church comes together weekly with people where we don't, a church comes together weekly and we get to understand that we are part of something bigger, that we don't worship God just by ourselves, but we are part of something larger, part of a larger family both here and outside the walls and around the world. We can walk by faith because we know we're not alone. We sense God in the people who that we meet. And we know that there are others just like us. Paul says that we walk 
We are the church because we walk by faith and not by sight. And the thing is, we have faith really because we are a community. We help each other to believe. You don't have to come into the doors of this church believing everything or knowing everything. Instead, as you interact with each other, you start to see Christ in each other. And that is where the belief comes. We live in faith because of God and because of each other. And then Paul says at that end of that passage that we are a new people in Christ and you don't get to be brand new all by yourself. You get to be new in a community. When we gather and when we see how we are helping one another, when we listen to one another's burdens, when we see the church coming together, it is a church that is little by little becoming more Christ-like. And you don't get to be new people. You don't get to be uh, coming together unless you understand that church is not the place where we're all nice. It is not the place where we are perfect. I need to repeat that again. Church is not the place where nice people gather. It is the place where sinners come. You can't be made new if you're already perfect. So when you come to church, when we come together in community, when we see God working in our lives, in each other's lives, we become, through grace, different people. And we also are assured, knowing that this is the people, these are the people who are committed. They are committed to God, but they are also committed to care for you and for me, to deal with all of our faults and to point us to Christ again and again and again. We are made new through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we are being made new each time we are here through the community that gathers here every Sunday. And being a new creature is not a self-improvement plan. It is how God works through us to form God's people. Now there is something to add here. As we are changed through coming together for worship, for prayer, and for study, these changes might not look like much to others. In fact, the church at times may not look like much to others. And that's where the gospel text for today comes in. Because the parable of the mustard seed is interesting. Because actually, Jesus was a little bit mistaken. The mustard seed isn't the smallest of seeds because there are even smaller seeds. In fact, it doesn't grow into an impressive tree, but into kind of a bush. So the funny thing is, is that none of this is impressive or special by the world's standards. If you look necessarily at a mustard tree or, or, or a bush compared to, let's say, a sequoia, it would look like a failure. And 
I think especially in our church, in smaller congregations, when smaller people, a small community gathers by the world standards, that might seem like it's not worth it, like it's a failure. But the thing is, even when a small group comes together, God is working through us, just as God just as God is showing through the mustard seed how faith can change things, even though others may not see it. God is working in this community, in our community, to mold us into God's adopted children. And that's why it matters, no matter how large we are or how small we are. Lillian Daniel is a well-known pastor in the United Church of Christ. And 10 years ago, she wrote this sermon that some people thought was kind of harsh because she was kind of talking about a group of people, at least back then, that was well-known called spiritual but not religious. And she tended to think sometimes that some of the people that she has met along the way these people who didn't go to church but thought that they could find God in sunsets didn't really understand the nature of God and didn't really understand the nature of the church. That the church, that the people that they, that, that they designed for themselves are filled with people who are the same, people who are perfect, who don't really need any change. And that's not the church that she knows. I wanted to share some of what she wrote in that sermon. In the church, we are stuck with one another. Therefore, we don't get the space to come up with our own God because when you are stuck with one another, the last thing you would do is an event, invent a God based on humanity. In the church, humanity is too, way too close at hand to look good. It's as close as the guy singing out of tune next to you in the pew. As close as the woman who doesn't have access to a shower and didn't bathe before worship. As close as a baby screaming and as close as the mother who doesn't seem to realize that the baby is driving everyone crazy. It's as close as that same mother who crawled out an inch from her postpartum depression to get herself to church today and wonder if there is a place for her there. It's as close as the woman sitting next to her who grieves that she will never give birth to a child and eyes that baby with envy. It's as close as the preacher who didn't prepare enough, as close as the listener who is also thirsty for a word that she leans forward for absolutely anything. The church is a place where we're stuck with one another. We don't get to choose who we are together with. But in that church where people come from different walks of life, no matter who you are, no matter how small or big you are, no matter how poor or rich you are, something starts to happen to you, and not just you. God changes you and then God through God you change the world 
but we'll talk about that next week. Thanks be to God, everyone. Amen. We hope today's sermon podcast was nourishment to your soul. If you'd like to know more about First Christian Church of St. Paul, please visit our website at fccstpaul.org. That's fccsaintpaul.org. May God be with you in the coming week.